Hey there, I'm Trevor Houston, the creator of the Who You Know Summit, and I'd like to welcome you to the Who You Know Job Networking Show. On our program, we'd like to show you the job search like you've never seen. Everything from getting noticed by employers, how to properly format your resume, and how to network effectively using LinkedIn to drive recruiters to your profile. We even take suggestions from our amazing community. So if you want to learn all things job search, go ahead and subscribe now. Focus. It's all about the job search. So if you want to learn how to land that next success, you heard them. All you got to do is subscribe and ring that bell so you don't miss out on a thing. Welcome back to the Who You Know Job Networking Show where what you know is important. But who you know? Who you know can make all the difference in your job search. Guys, I'm super excited to introduce our guest today, Brian Adams. He's the CEO and founder of PH Creative, recognized as one of the leading employer brand agencies in the world. Uh, PH Creative specializes in building world-class employer brand, EVP, and talent Uh, engagement strategies for companies such as Apple, American Airlines, British Telecom, and Virgin. If everybody can give a warm who you know, welcome for Brian Adams. Let's go. Brian. Brian. Good to see you, folks. Man, we're excited to have you because we're going to be talking about all this stuff, all these all these uh, employer (laughs) issues we got going on. But first, tell me about your company. I want to know a little bit about you know, PH uh, Creative, and uh, how did you end up doing this, and where did it all come from? Where did it start? So I actually um, had a great job in 2004, but I really didn't like my boss, and he made me feel really um, insignificant one day when he bowled me out in front of about 50 people. So I stood up, Uh-oh. Quit, my, quit my job that day, and started PH Creative uh, the, the next day. And, um, <laughs> yeah. uh, the, the idea is our vision is everybody loves their job. So we, we exist in the world to help companies better articulate what it's like to work there so people can make more informed career choices and, and find uh, jobs that they love. Blah, I what love is, that. What does the PH stand for? Ooh, I don't normally tell people that. You oh, know. That's, okay. Uh, that's, that's a secret. Uh, so so the, the formal... Um, the official line is it's about form and function balancing um, the form and, uh, and, and function of uh, of the work that we do. Uh, but actually, that, that's not really what it stands for. <laughs> okay. I want the real. I want the real, real. Tell us what it means. Say, that's so scientific. <laughs> Come on, we got to get it for uh, for the Who You Know Nation. We got to know. What's the pH? So this is quite embarrassing, actually, but when I first started That's okay. uh, PH, I was a, a front-end designer, and I had a back-end developer. And in the UK, um, there is something called a pantomime horse. So it's basically, yeah. um, I don't know whether you, that makes any sense to an American audience whatsoever. Um, and I was the back-end, and uh, my friend was the front-end. So it actually stands for pantomime horse, which is... Kind of embarrassing, oh, but there you go. Okay. <laughs> I got you. I got you. What a great... Yeah. Hey, guys, you heard it first here on the Who You Know show. <laughs> Something about a horse. I don't know what it PH, was. But pantomime, pantomime horse. Pantomime horse. Pantomime. I don't know what... See, I don't know. See, it's okay. It's all good. Well, I appreciate you uh, releasing that first on this show, so that's awesome. How did you... Um, end up becoming the CEO or you're the founder though, right? So you, you created yeah. this company. Okay. I got you. Yeah. So yeah, I, I had a bad experience in work and quit my job and I wanted to prove that 
you could grow a successful company without being uh, a jerk to people and, you know, um, prove that, you know, you can treat people with dignity, respect and um, get out of their way and allow them to do great work. And I'm really, really proud of the team we've built. And um, I'm super, super um, grateful to be able to work with the uh, the brands that we do as a result of their great work. You know, my, my job is essentially to take credit for the great work that my, my team does. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, speaking, yeah. speaking of brands, right, and you, you've got some awesome brands uh, mm-hmm. but what led you to get into employer branding like what what was the catalyst and what was the reason you jumped into that industry honestly i feel like i'm really sharing the brutal truth the the we started as um, a full service digital marketing agency and mm. we didn't have any point of difference whatsoever um we fell into this, the recruitment space and we found that HR folk tend to uh, pick up the phone and call us back, and they'd, they'd take our call, and they'd be interested to talk with us. That's right. So overnight, we, we went from having 6 million and one competitors to uh, to having about 12 global competitors, um, you know, because this was, this was way back when employer brand was, uh, you know, a very small industry just sort of fledging, really. So we've it was a bit of good luck and timing, and, um, and also the work that we do really impacts people's lives, and it makes a difference. Uh, it's the more human side of branding and and we just love it yeah and now talking about the human side of things and where people are at right now with the labor market we've got this great resignation right that we were Mm -hmm. talking about trevor brought up already um what are your thoughts like why do you think this is happening and where do you think it's going with the great resignation yeah, so it's an interesting label, isn't it? Because resignation is just the act that somebody does when they're unhappy. So actually, I think we should call it the great epiphany hmm. because all over the world, you know, people are waking up saying, hey, I don't have to sit in traffic twice a day right. to go to an arbitrary four walls and do what I do. Uh, you know, I, I can pick the kids up and uh, walk the dog and I can have some semblance of work-life balance. Well, people are waking up and leaving great jobs uh, because life's too short and they've been through an emotional tough time and they want to do something else. You know, they want to go um, fishing or painting in, in Scotland instead yeah. of you know, uh, being an accountant in Philadelphia. <laughs> so, you know, we've got to embrace the fact that organizations, they can't control this, but what they can do is influence it. And that's where we come in and help them shape a reputation, set expectations for the employee experience. Um, you know, and uh, tell a better balanced story as to, to what people can expect uh, mm-hmm. and also what it takes to thrive. Because from a candidate point of view, from a job seeker point of view, when you're going through that process, you want to know, do I have what it takes to thrive? And do I actually want to give that commitment and sacrifice? Is it worth it? Is the give worth, worth the get? Yeah. Hey, Brian, I have a question because I'm a recruiter. I don't want to tell you guys how long I've been recruiting, but you can look at my hair. Well, what hair I used to have. But anyway, I understand what a brand is for a company. We have some companies that in Dallas-Fort Worth that really, really stick out on the branding part. And why do you think, in your opinion, what you've seen, why do you think it's so hard for companies to find the right people now? Well, that's a good question, but uh, and it's funny for, for people struggling to find a job. You wouldn't think that there's a you know a huge industry behind the scenes for organisations trying to uh, brand themselves to be more attractive to to the right um, type of of, um, of candidates. And the fact is, 
well, you'll know you've been doing this for many years. Recruiters can be overwhelmed by unqualified candidates. And what oh, they really yeah. want yeah. <laughs> is the right type of candidate. They yes. want to pick up a CV and, and put people forward that are ideally matched. So branding isn't just a, a magnet to attract. It's a smart filter to allow better choices. And actually, the best candidate experience you can offer is information enough so people don't apply in the first place. You know, we don't want to waste people's time. Certainly don't want somebody to find out something they, they weren't expecting on uh, day one of the new job ah. and discover, actually, I, I don't want to work here. This isn't what I was expecting. So, so um, is that what you're talking about on your form when you put repelling candidates is the best strategy for winning the war on talent? So that, that was going to be one of my questions to you. What do you, me- what you meant by repelling? What do, you, what do you mean by repelling candidates, pushing them away? So I'll give you an example. So when we when we worked with Apple, we discovered um, work life balance isn't great inside of Apple. You've you know, you essentially got to work oh, really yeah. hard and you know leave your soul at the door. And for some people, <laughs> that's a big turn off. But you know when you tell a story about you know if you join Apple, you're going to be pushed really hard. You're going to be held to very high standards. You're going to be surrounded by the smartest people in your life. You're going to find out uh, just um, what your potential is really worth, and then you're going to see your work in the in the hands of millions of people every every day. Now that turns some people on, um, but it also repels a lot of people. And you know, and that's a really good idea of one message that brings people. Um, towards your brand and also pushes people away um, for the right reasons, you know, and Mm. when you talk about capabilities uh, and you, you create campfires for people to to sort of come around, which are real truths about the employee experience, you can do so in a very inclusive manner. So, you know, everybody's welcome to, to, you know, listen to the storytelling and make up their own mind. And, you know, if you can start then to get more qualified candidates who are ideally matched to the roles, everybody wins, mm. you know. We've all, we've all been there. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give you roles. a mic drop for that because yeah, true. I actually, um, I got to hear uh, Shay Robottom actually talked about oh, the yeah. same thing at Video Marketing World. It was one of the uh, takeaways I got from her, which was for every one person that you push away, okay, for every one person you push away, there's 10 more people knocking on your door. Right, ready to do business with you. And the whole point of that is through authenticity that you are going to push away the people that aren't right for you, right? that aren't a good fit. You're going to push them away because you're being authentic. And if they don't like what they see, they're not going to come. And you're also attracting the, the real good fit because those people, because you're being transparent, they're going to see what it's like and they're going to want to work with you. So you're going to push away the people that don't need to be there. Yeah. You're going to bring in the people that do want to be there. So I, I like that. That's a great One a great thing point. as a recruiter, and, and, and I, I'd like to watch your faces as I say this, Brian, but uh, a lot of times, you know, companies show their best. They put their best foot forward. Mm. When they got a candidate that they know is a hot candidate, they know other companies are looking to hire that same person. So let's say if I can uh, attract that candidate to work here at my company. But from the candidate side, all the things that they're told in the very beginning, if the company turns out not to be what they're saying that the company is, that retention is not going to be there. That re- mm-hmm. a lot, most job seekers are going to move on to another opportunity because with other companies trying to call, uh, trying to call on them and hire them, usually higher salaries are involved with that. Hundred percent. Yeah, you know, there's no getting away from um, higher salaries being a big component. You know, and there's three types of um, organization, those that trade on being a career catalyst that can propel a career forward, 
those that trade on their culture and how it feels to belong at an organization. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, and, and those that embrace the citizenship of their organization and demonstrate their ethics and values and their impact on on the, the world, uh, people's lives, um, you know, and their community outreach and so and so forth. Like, you know, Patagonia is a great example of that. Yeah. McKinsey is a good example McKinsey, of uh, yeah. career, mm-hmm. career catalyst. So, you know, we, we could go through it all. Once you know as an organization um, what your strengths are, you know, you know your authentic truth. You can build stories around that. And, um, you know, there's adversities and harsh realities in any job, any job. Yeah, 100%. Mm-hmm. You can't have it yeah. all. You, you can't have it all. Like, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Well, but, it, here's what I'd like to do too. I'd like for the audience, if they could, uh, to do this in the comments. I want you to tell me. What is the most important thing to you for that next company that you go work for? Is it is it pay? Is it work life balance? Is it being appreciated? Is it you know the 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 future vision of the company? Yeah. Like what are the things that are important to you? Like what's the most important thing? Is it impact? What is it for you? Put it down there in the chat. I'd Good love to hear that. Question. I've got a question for you, Brian, because you've mentioned a few different things from several of these questions. So we've talked about the great resignation. Uh, we've talked about how employers have been developing their brand internally, right, for the employees um, mm-hmm. to attract good talent. Uh, and then we've talked about being qualified for the positions, right? When do you feel like there's going to be a tipping point where we have these companies that are starved for good talent and employees because the employees have gone through the great resignation, but a lot of these companies are needing to fill positions maybe at the lower wage category, Mm -hmm. right? We're seeing that become more prevalent. when do you think and do you think there will be a tipping point where people are going to just have to be resigned to going back to some of the old jobs yeah. that they did? Yeah, I mean, I think I think we've already experienced the tipping point, you know, and there's there's a lot of there's a lot of volatility and, and change, or you know, with it with volatility and, and change becomes opportunity, right? You know, there's going to be people who are willing to do those roles that people are, are leaving. The important thing is. To, to make sure that the from a storytelling perspective, we're being clear with, look, this is why you might join, but here's why you will stay. And it's not always pay, you know, so we, we, need, to, true. we, we need to understand what is it about the motivators and drivers of the people we need and want that we can um, that we can talk about and um, and use to attract people towards us and set expectations such that they don't have any nasty surprises afterwards you know i mean let's be let's be clear the great resignation is a huge opportunity for people who want to try something new or get their foot in the door with an organization um or, or you know just more um availability in, in, in roles that in companies where, where there might not have been before and yeah. you know this is the time to grasp it 100%. companies are also now um seeing very consciously they're having to put their people's strategy uh, as a top priority. So this is good mm-hmm. news for job yeah. seekers. It, it yeah. is. It's good news for the people, for yeah. sure. Yeah, it just means your work experience is going to get better, and you're in the driver's seat. Uh, I remember not long ago, right, it was the exact opposite, right? Right mm-hmm. now, you're in the driver's seat. You got you get to kind of make some demands. If they were ready to hire you, 
you better be ready to negotiate, mm-hmm. okay? Because guess what? They can't find people to work they right now. They can't find the right people. And so yeah. when they're ready to sign that dotted line, you better think about it. Go, hmm, what else do I want? Yeah, Because yeah. <laughs> I'm ready yeah. to negotiate. It's like people have, have shifted from being the sellers to now the buyers. Right. The companies are now the sellers, right? So let's go to the audience real quick because we did get a whole bunch of comments come in on that oh, question. Uh, yeah. So a lot of people put culture. Now, what I'd like the audience to do, elaborate on that. Right? What is it about the culture? It's kind of a buzzword. What what in the culture do you want? What is it that you want to see? Because listen, there's all kinds of different cultures. So tell us a, a little bit deeper about what you want. Um, I also see uh, Janet says Janet says yeah, being appreciated for what I bring to the table and compensated for what I give. Love that. Uh, Krista says work life balance, integrity. Right? Love that. Uh, Ann says leadership. Leadership. I love oh, that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Love oh, that. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, guys, yeah, tell us a little bit. For those of you that said culture, if you could, just elaborate a little bit deeper in what it is about the culture that you're looking for. Uh, because Josh said clean bathroom, snack bar, health club. I saw that. Uh, for the snack bar. For the snack bar. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. So, I love that. Now, that's culture. <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey, Brian, we've, and I've seen some, I don't know if you guys have seen these uh, studies, but. Um, there were there have been studies that gauge employee satisfaction, right? And what they found is it's not pay, it's not you know necessarily even culture, although that's part of it's related. But it was being empowered to do their jobs mm. was the oh, was the yeah. number one thing, right? Um, are you seeing companies branding that? Oh yeah, absolutely. So the three foundational uh, building blocks of a good employer brand. Um, understands um, their strengths from a, a purpose, impact, and belonging perspective. Mm-hmm. You know, we want, we want to have a, um, we want to turn up and do a job that has some meaning. Okay. So what's the purpose of this? What's the purpose for me? And what's the purpose for the organization? Impact, does my contribution make a difference? If so, what is that difference? And then a sense of belonging, which, you know, is, you know, we often talk about that from a cultural perspective, but can I bring my whole self to work? Um, do I feel comfortable with the people around me? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, mm-hmm. is it conducive to to get work done? Uh, you know, from what's the sort of um, the, the sociability around uh, the working environment? And typically, that's what people are unconsciously looking for: a mixture of those three things: purpose, impact, and belonging. Wow, yeah, that's so true. I'm for me, mic on that. Yeah, hit the yeah. mic drop for that. Yeah, get a mic on that. For, for me, it's um, it's all about like maximizing my potential. And so I, I know this has been reasons for me leaving companies before is as soon as I feel like my potential for growth, right? And I don't mean monetary growth, just overall growth with that company. Mm-hmm. As soon as I feel like that's like I have a ceiling and I can't grow anymore, I'm like, I got to go, yeah. right? Because <laughs> there's, more, there's more in me than yeah. that. Like this is not all I have. So as soon as you put that ceiling on me, I'm like, peace, I got to go. And for me as a, as a VP director level candidate, if a company hires me, they've got to empower me to do my job and do it well because I have, you know, at one company, I won't name it, big telecom company, I had almost 100 people reporting to me. So me and my ability to, to build that team to be able to function the way that that company hired me to do is very important. But guys, job seekers, I want you to hear this. We can get a lot of those questions answered in that in that interview process. Be very probing. 
mm-hmm. with these companies and find out what you're plugging yourself into. Leadership is very important. Cat O'Toole said, have your back and you have mine kind of thing, an environment of trust and not us against them. So I have a question for you, uh, Brian. So typically we've seen employers wanting candidates to jump through hoops, you know, uh, personality assessments and all those different things. They're making them jump through hoop after hoop after hoop. Um, We've seen them looking for that purple squirrel, that perfect candidate that doesn't really exist, right? Um, And then offer them, want, want them to work uh, 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 twice as hard for half the pay. Yeah. Okay. So, are you starting to see some of those walls start to come down? Like, okay, we know we know they're paying more now. We, we've heard that. Are they starting to get rid of some of these hoops? Like, like get rid of some of these personality assessments and like make it easier for people to get in? Or, or what's going yeah. on? Yeah, so we do something called experience mapping. So we go into organizations and we map every touch point and we look at every every point of the candidate journey. And what we're finding is, first of all, the trend of um, candidate ghosting has mm. gone through the roof. You know, And that tells us that uh, candidates are less prepared to put up with waiting for long periods of time. It tells us they've probably got uh, multiple offers on the table. I think we've said this before. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Organizations are being forced to have to change because of the audience demand, you know, because of the expectations and the environment of people aren't willing willing to wait, um, you know, and the tables are being turned. And, you know, interview stage, you know, I urge uh, job seekers to interview the organizations and the hiring managers and recruiters just as much as they're interviewing you. And, and actually, what a great way to make a first impression anyway. But, you know, candidates are now turning up with, six or between six and eight hours of research on, on the organization before um, they make any first engagement with the, with the company. So the, the tables are definitely turning and, and that's forcing organizations to have to change. Six to eight hours of research on mm. that company, guys. I just want y'all to know, y'all job seekers, if you're not doing six oh, to eight hours yeah. of research, right, your competition is, think about that, Think about that for a second. Your competition is doing their homework because mm-hmm. they're being very selective in this process right now. And it, they're, they're trying yeah. to get everything they can everything. get. Everything. They're trying to get it all right now. And so if you're not doing your research and you're kind of going in, you know, half hazard, you're kind of just getting in there and you're uh, like, yeah, I'm just going to walk into this interview. Uh-uh. Probably not going to work out for you. One of the number one things in interviews, guys, we companies want to feel, of course, you're going to say, I'm interested in your company. I'm interested in your job. But can you prove that? Have you done? Can you tell me something about my company? Are you really interested in my company, my job, what we're talking about in that interview? I love that. I want to flip it, too. Right. Because the company needs to do six to eight hours of research on the candidate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, without me going through all your personality assessments, right. you got to look me up. Do your yeah, own not six to eight hours no of interviews. No, not I six to eight hours of interviews. Research on you. Yeah, you better yeah. find. You better be googling the heck out of me, and you better bring something to the table in my interview. Tell me something. Tell me something. You know about it, me in my interview 
that no one would know because I knew because you were doing your research. I, you better tell me why you brought me here in this interview. And as a matter of fact, you should make it a goal to be able to tell them something about their company that they don't know. There you go. Bingo. Boom. Talk about impressing. There's a lot of information out of that company. <laughs> All these mic drop moments. I love it. Yeah. Like we just we just gotta let us you know do a little research. This mm-hmm. is for Mark. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There you go. Well, yeah, we we've got a bunch of mic drop moments already. Oh, yes. Yeah. And okay, so let's do this before we go to the break. Uh, we got some fun stuff to give away. So, uh, Brian, you're also an author. Can you tell us about your book? Yeah, sure. Uh, I released the book in uh, March last year, probably the worst time to ever launch a book. But it's, it's still, <laughs> it's doing great now. Employer brand, um, it's giving, get employer branding. And uh, it's designed, it's written to, to help organizations uh, better brand themselves to attract the right talent. Interestingly, from a gamekeeper turned uh, poacher perspective, um, it gives great insights to how organizations are gearing up to, to deal with candidates. So um, job seekers might find that interesting as well. And I'd be happy to give a few copies away to uh, well, let's to go. Let's today. go. I like yeah, giving stuff it. away. That's let's my favorite it. part of this show. All right. We I already feel know like what the question is. Good question. We already know what the question is. We know what the question is. He, he told us at the beginning. He told us at the beginning. What? I bet we're on the same. I think wavelength. we are. Yeah. yeah in so this, we'll do five. We'll do five. We're going to give away five books, y'all. So what's the question? So he mentioned it, right? Exclusive here, exclusive release on the Who You Know show. What does PH stand stand for? Oh, yeah. Creative. Yeah, what does PH stand for? Tell us in the chat. Yep. Uh, And we're going to give some books away. So the first five that get it will go ahead and give that away. So get in there right now. Get in there. And even if you don't know the answer, maybe you just put, uh, you know, People, yeah, human. <laughs> People, human. People, human, creative. Yeah, yeah, Please yeah. Fire. Yeah, Brian doesn't really want you guys to know that. But <laughs> all right. So, so Jason Hopper, uh, Panamine oh, horse, Panamine horse, Panamine horse. Cat- yeah, Panamine horse. Jason Hopper. Hold on, hold on. Right. So we got Jason Hopper. We got Cat O'Toole. Uh, we got Paul Haggerty. All right. Uh, Mitch Jacobs. Oh, oh my gosh, they're coming in everywhere. Um, and then <laughs> Ross, Robin, Ross uh, Kavanaugh. Ross, okay. Yeah, Ross Kavanaugh. So there's five. Congratulations! Woo! Yes. Don't worry, we got more books to give away. When we come back, we got to go to a real quick break. Don't go anywhere. Trevor Houston here, and I want to thank you for tuning in to the Who You Know Job Networking Show. We hope you've been inspired, encouraged, educated, and entertained all at the same time. For information on our different events, workshops, partners, or partnership opportunities available, check out whoyouknow.show for more details. And be on the lookout for our new mobile app coming soon. You never know how this show can help someone you know. You know? And if we've made an impact or put a smile on your face today, don't forget to hit that share button on your way out. Until next week, it's all about who you know. Bye.